Happy Friday, everybody. It's Friday, April 26, 2019, and as always, if you're listening to this, that means you made it through another week and margaritas are in order. And yeah, in case you haven't checked the calendar in a minute, it is the last Friday in April. Next Wednesday is May 1st. So uh, we're, we're just screaming through 2019 right now. All right, let me quickly do a couple of birthdays and get into uh, a, a couple of uh, announcements and reminders before we get into the weird stuff that's been going on this week. All right, happy birthday to Carol Burnett, Jet Lee, Kevin James, T. Boz, and Jessica Lynch. Also, on this date in 1978, we get today's song of the day, and simply because it's a weird little factoid that I found kind of funny. On this date, 1975, I don't know if I said 78 before. If I did, I apologize. It's 1975. B.J. Thomas had the longest title to a number one song at the top of the Billboard charts with Hey Won't You Play Another Somebody Done Somebody Wrong Song. And don't even act like you don't know the song. You know the damn song. You may not like the song, but you know the damn song. And because that's the weirdest factoid I've ever heard about the Billboard charts, the pop charts, you got to make that today's song of the day. Hey, won't you play another somebody done somebody wrong song? And I guarantee you, at least one of you is going to have that song stuck in your head now. It's just the way shit works. Sorry. All right, a couple of reminders like I do every week for those people that are finding me for the first time. This podcast is not recorded in a studio. Uh, It's not edited and mixed. It's literally done on my phone wherever I happen to be, so you're going to hear background music. It doesn't doesn't seamlessly flow together at times. Uh, I'll work on the the professional production, but I don't mind the background noise, so uh, it's kind of meant to be that way. So if you hear my dogs bark or something of that nature, just deal with it. Sorry. Uh, the second thing is, I have an intro song, I have a song that takes us into the birthdays every week, and then I have a song at the end of my podcast, and you can't hear that if you're not listening on Anchor. So if you're on your computer, go to anchor.fm, look for the Tom Powell Jr. Show, or if you're on your smartphone, download the free Anchor app. If you could, please, find the show, you get mine, you get dozens of others, it's all free, but at least you get the podcast in its entirety. And uh, last reminder, as always, every week, if you could swing by the website, TomPowellJr.com, TomPowellJr.com, where you'll find my blog, you'll find pictures of me and the family, but more importantly, you're going to find a link on where you can purchase my first book, A Grateful Life, The Life Story of a Husband, Father, and Taco-Loving Deadhead, available in paperback and ebook formats at TomPowellJr.com. Uh, Today is National Pretzel Day, National Arbor Day, and National Hairball Awareness Day. Uh, Happy Arbor Day to everybody who uh, take that very seriously. Pretzel Day for you pretzel lovers. Get in there, get some. And I I bring up National Hairball Awareness Day because uh, we have a cat roaming around the house. So be aware, today is National Hairball Awareness Day. All right. Uh, we've got some relatively weird stories that I'm going to rant about and, and, and maybe throw a couple of F-bombs around so you know don't let the kids be around. But before we even get into that, 
couple of quick notes that I wanted to, uh, to, to mention is, um, my daughter, Lily, my middle child is on her way to Springfield. I wanted to make a quick note that, uh, we, we got to attend the, uh, the, uh, uh, parent and, and, and student orientation meeting, uh, with one of the teachers at our Shanahan junior high. And by the way, for those of you who don't know where I'm at, I'm in Shanahan, Illinois. It's in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, near the town of Joliet, if you're looking on a map. And we have a great school system here in Shanahan. Uh, I have one daughter that's getting ready to graduate high school, and she's gone through the school system. It's been great. My middle child is graduating eighth grade in a month. And, of course, I've got a first grader as well. Uh, and uh, Miss Yonker handles the, uh, the Springfield trip. And she presented the uh, all the information that we needed, gave gave everybody the paperwork they needed. Thank you very much, Miss Yonker. Uh, but one part that perked up my daughter's ears and got her attention was uh, apparently the way this works is like so they they get off the bus and uh, part of what we prepaid is their meals and stuff and and they give them ten bucks and go all right now go eat and some of the kids can, if they're not hungry, choose not to eat, pocket the money and get themselves a souvenir. And I think the way the teacher said it was a souvenir or a book. And my child is a book freak. So her, her ears picked up and said, oh, I get to pocket money and go buy a book. So it's extraordinarily possible that my 14-year-old daughter, Lily Marie, will return from Springfield uh, malnourished, starving, and dehydrated because she pocketed all of her money in order to buy books. Um, so if somebody down there has got, you know, some saltines, throw them her way because she's going to be looking for any chance she get she gets to uh, pocket some, some coin and buy a book. Uh, second story I wanted to mention real quickly was uh, a quick shout out to somebody by the name of Pharrell Riley. Uh as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I, my first book is out, and I held a giveaway contest uh, at Christmas time. I gave away 10 copies of my book, and Pharrell Riley won one of the books. I sent Pharrell the book. Pharrell then contacted my wife on the side and said, uh, Hey, we really love the fact that we won this, and you're, you're, we loved your husband's book. We do tie-dyes. And we want to send him a tie-dye as a surprise gift. Awesome, great, cool, love it. I didn't know about it because my wife was trying to keep it a secret because it was a surprise and maybe just thought that the shirt hadn't come yet because I hadn't been to the post office box, which is where I, I, what I have set up for when people want to send me things. It's at the post office box. But because I am, I'm retired from landscaping, I don't have that much of a set schedule, and um, I don't get over there that often because it's really not high up on the list, you know what I mean, on the day-to-day things. And so apparently there had been a tie-dye shirt sitting in my P.O. box for quite some time, so Pharrell, I apologize for that, but Pharrell sent me an absolutely wonderful tie-dye shirt. And so I highly recommend you guys all go find Pharrell. Um, And it's uh, Ties of the World. Ties... T-I-E-S, of the world. You're going to find him on Etsy, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, seems like a pretty quality tie-dye. I literally got it late yesterday. Um, so uh, if you go to my Facebook page, there's a video of me showing the shirt. 
Thank you very much, Pharrell. I love it. I can't believe you sent it. It's awesome. So uh, everybody go check out Ties of the World. All right? And uh, just so everybody knows, uh, cool. I love stuff like that. If you want to send me a tie-dye, I'm, I'm down. Some stickers for the kayak, whatever. P.O. Box 747, Shanahan, Illinois, 60410. However, uh, I don't get there very often, and I'm going to get there even less now that we are heading into May, as I mentioned earlier, because uh, it is full-blown softball and baseball season around this house. Two girls that play travel softball and a boy that's playing baseball for his first year. You throw that on top of the normal summer crap that goes on, and our, uh, our schedule is officially booked. And not to mention the fact that this is, without a question of a doubt, May, is without a question of a doubt the busiest month in this household in that uh, uh, we have several milestones, anniversaries, birthdays that come up in May every year, and this year more so than any. Uh, If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you already know what I'm talking about. If you're finding me for the first time, this May, this household gets to experience the following events. Mother's Day, as always. My 47th birthday. My wife and I's, if I said that correctly, our 20th wedding anniversary. Our oldest daughter turns 18. Our oldest daughter graduates high school. Our middle daughter graduates from 8th grade. All of that happens in like under 28 days in this house. 18th birthday, high school graduation, junior high graduation, 20th wedding anniversary, 47th birthday, Mother's Day. 28 days worth of mayhem. And oh, by the way, throw in all the softball and baseball schedule stuff with it. On top of all of that, <clears throat> the, uh, the actual graduation ceremonies, the, the end-of-year awards banquets, uh, come meet your teachers for high school, uh, there's, a, there's an AP night that, that uh, has to be attended. I mean, it just May is just an enormous ball of everything you could possibly imagine rolled into one. We have, as a family, some of the worst timing. My wife and I actually met in May. We met in May of 97. We moved in together in May of 98. We got married in May of 99. We had our first child in May. We, May was always the busiest month for me as a landscaper. My birthday, Mother's Day, like I said, it just, it, May is just an all-out, be-all, end-all month around here, and it is about to get as crazy as it can possibly get for the Powell family, so bear with me if I don't actually make it to the post office box if you do send me something, and I don't mention it right away. I apologize, Pharrell. It is a wonderful t-shirt. Thank you very, very much, but yeah, we're not... We're looking forward to, and we're not looking forward to, uh, the month of May. So, it should make for some interesting podcast material, though, so we'll see what comes out of it. Uh, I wanted to jump into a story that I I read, actually, 
last night I read it. Um, it's a story about actor Nicolas Cage. So apparently Nicolas Cage uh, went to Vegas, got shit-hammered in Vegas, ultimately wound up marrying somebody in Vegas, and five days later began the process of trying to get it annulled after realizing, okay, this was a, this was a Vegas thing. It should have stayed in Vegas. You know, Vegas shit's not supposed to come back with you, but this one did. It happens, right? So he marries some girl, some woman in Vegas, much younger than him, but uh, he marries some woman and five days later tries to get it annulled. And she is suing him for spousal support. She's a 34-year-old woman who claims now that her reputation has been severely damaged and that she's lost out on many, many career opportunities. In, in a five-day marriage, really. You lost... Okay, so I've never heard your name before. I've heard of Nicolas Cage, but I've not heard of you. But you have lost out on many opportunities by now being married to a very famous actor and your reputation has been damaged in in what manner exactly I mean she's also asking for Nicolas Cage to pay for her legal fees to sue him which I understand is a, is a normal thing in the cost uh, course of a lawsuit but we need to address this real quick because uh, the comedian Bill Burr actually addresses this on a regular basis. You get married to somebody and you're married for some amount of time. A few years, decade, decade and a half, 20 years, quarter of a century. You build a life together in some way, shape, or form. When you two split, it is equal down the, down the line. There is no one gets more than the other one gets more unless one entered the relationship with more and you guys contractually agreed to that. Otherwise, yes, it is all equal. You built this shit together. Even if one person builds a company but, and the other person was supportive of that company but didn't per- you really contribute to that company, it doesn't matter. It's all the same thing. However... This was a five-day marriage that happened on a drunken bender in Vegas. This is not the same thing. And I'm going to use some terminology that's going to upset some people. And please understand that the terminology that I'm using is not terminology that is used for all manner of people, but for a very select, very specific group of people that happen to be females. Okay? It's a term that Bill Burr uses when discussing things like this subject, okay? And that is, she is a money-grubbing whore. Period, end of story. And we've got to start talking about that. There are guys that are doing horrendous things that need to be called out on the carpet, but this is a horrendous thing on the other side, and she needs to be called out on the carpet. No, sweetheart, you do not get spousal support after a five-day marriage from a drunken Vegas bender, okay? No, doesn't work like that piss off. You're a money-grubbing whore. And I hope you get nothing and that the legal fees that you have to incur bury you even deeper. If you haven't picked up on my tone until now, 
I'm in a bit of a mood this week. It's been a bit of a week. So I'm in a bit of a mood. And some of what I'm going to say this week is going to be venting through these stories. And this is one of them that needs to be vented on. You're a money-grubbing whore. You deserve nothing. Annul the marriage. Move on with yourself. That's it. It's over. Okay? We have enough stupidity in, the, in society we don't need anymore. Society, you look left and right all around you, and you're going to see stupidity, folks. We don't need more of it with people suing for, for spousal support after a five-day marriage. It's troglodytes like this that give humanity a bad name. I bet she's the same kind of dumbass that would go out and pay $425 for a pair of dirty jeans, which is something else I wanted to talk about tonight. It kind of ties right in with that shit. The stupidity of society. I don't know if you guys saw it, but Nordstrom is selling dirty jeans. So what they are is they're a pair of straight leg jeans um, that are distressed and made to look like they are covered in thick, crackled, dried-on mud as if you've been out working all day. And they're $425. Now, I want to tell you one person's opinion about him. It's the guy, you guys know him. His name is Mike Rowe of Dirty Jobs. He's constantly dirty because he travels the country doing the work that everyday Americans do. And he's, he's just known for being dirty on the job. And he said, and I quote, They aren't pants or even fashion. They're a costume for wealthy people who see work as ironic, not iconic. Now, we don't get political on this show. We don't talk about politics or religion, and I'm not talking about politics here. I'm talking about morality. Yeah. And and stupidity. Forgive me. Morality and stupidity. Okay? Yeah. You're paying $425 to look like you did work. And it's not even a good look. You know what? People like us, like I, I, I landscaped for 26 years. When we got home with dried, cracked-on mud on our jeans, you know what we did? We took them the fuck off and washed them. Because nobody wants to walk around with dried, cracked mud on their jeans. But somehow, Nordstrom is selling them to the soft-headed among us for 425 bucks a crack. My, my word. It is amazing what people will buy. That is an example, a shining example, of the stupidity of society that I talk about on a week-in and week-out basis. Who among you that's listening to this, even if, let's, folks, let's just say, you're listening to this and you're a multi-millionaire and money's not an issue to you. Or you're, you just hit the lottery and you're, you just became a multi-millionaire and money's not an issue to you. Are you, even if money's not an issue to you, are you walking around with jeans that look like you've been working in a pit all day long? And if so, are you paying $425 for that look? For, you want $425 for that look? I'll tell you what we're going to do here, folks. I am going to offer you top, my Tom Powell Jr. services, and I'm going to save all of you an absolute shit ton of money, okay? You go out and buy yourself a $35 pair of regular old jeans. You come on over to my house, you give me a half an hour of you, my backyard, and a hose, 
and I'm going to give you the exact look you're looking for, and I'll do it for a hundo. A C note apiece. I just saved you 300 bucks. Which you buy, you buy, you got to buy the jeans, and you got to pay me my hundred for the services. Okay, and I'm taking appointments now. Half an hour is all I need. I can book two people an hour. Let's go. I'll do this shit for 15 hours a day. Line them up down the street. I'll save you 300 bucks a pair and give you the authentic look you're looking for. Just shoot me an email, Tom Powell Jr. at TomPowellJr.com. Taking appointments now, folks. $4.25 for a pair of jeans that look like they're covered in mud. Unfucking believable. Once again, stupidity. I don't get it. I'm on a bit of a rant session this week. I get it. And I've got all these stories that just, when I hear them, my left eye twitches a little bit and the hair on my right arm stands up. And it's just like, why? Why are you paying $4.25 for a pair of jeans that look like they're covered in mud? It's it's unfathomable to me. And I know I just said that word wrong. I don't give a shit. I just can't wrap my brain around it. $4.25. $4.25. $4.25. God damn. And you know what? While I'm on the subject of stupid people, could you please stop putting your kids on leashes? They're kids. They're not Pomeranians. I see kids that, like, they're not only they're on a leash, but the other end of the leash is, like, hooked to the grocery cart. The Target cart, you know, the wherever the hell you happen to be. Usually it's more prevalent at Walmart. I mean, I see that, and what I, see, what, what I equate that to in my head is, is the dog in the backyard tied to the screw thing, screwed into the ground. That's your kid. How about parent that bitch up a little bit more so it doesn't run around? Man. I know I'm on a rant session, but just I saw all this stuff that pissed me off. For some reason, this particular week drew me to stories that, uh, you know, I, I would find one and I would laugh. And I go, okay, we'll, we'll put that one in. Then I'd find another one that just pissed me off. I'm like, oh, we're talking about that. Stop putting your kids on leashes, okay? Just for the love of God, please stop. And stop babying your kids. It's another thing that drives me fucking nuts. And it's prevalent in a story that, that I saw this week, and it kind of goes hand in hand. You, you know, you, you, you start off putting your kid on a leash because you don't want to parent your kid. And when I say parent your kid, okay, you people out there know what I'm talking about. My kid, my boy is seven years old. Same thing with him that w- happened with my girls when they were younger. We're at, we're at, I use Target as an example, okay? We're at Target. You start acting a fool. The only thing I should have to do is turn and look at you a certain way for you to stop acting a fool, get your ass back to the cart before shit get real. That should be the extent of what I should have to do to snap you back in line is give you a look. I ain't attaching you to the cart with a freaking leash. 
Why, so you could run to the end of the, the leash, jerk the cart over, and wind up falling on your ass, making a, making a scene on everybody? Uh-uh. No. No, 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 no. I give you a look, you snap out of it. Otherwise, if you don't snap out of it in a few minutes, I come up behind you and I put a hood over your head like you're a falcon getting ready to go to sleep for the night. I come up behind you, I hood you, I take you to an undisclosed location, a la Sebastian Maniscalco, and you return a half an hour later a completely changed child, ready to do good in society. No, there will be no leashes, and I, that you will stop babying an entire generation of children. There is a woman in the Philippines whose son refuses to take his hands off of the controller for days at a time. So she sits next to him and hand feeds him to his mouth while he's bitching at her that he, she's going to get in the way and cost him his streak on his game. Oh, hell no. Hell no. You know, playing the video games is one thing. I think kids are a little bit too addicted to video games. I've been trying my damnedest to keep my kid from, from being addicted. He's more addicted to the, to the phone aspect than the actual uh, Xbox. But um, no. Here's how you work this one, sweetheart. little Tom Powell Jr. parenting advice for you on this particular subject. You don't feed him. You let him keep playing his game. And eventually, he'll pass out from dehydration and hunger. At which point in time, you can disconnect the game if you don't feel like you want to do it while he's... I mean, if you want to just disconnect it while he's playing, I have zero problem with that. You take the game into the backyard and you beat the living shit out of it with a 10-pound sledgehammer until it's dust. Then you walk back in the house and you snap that kid into reality and make him understand that that's the last time he plays a video game. Now sit down, shut the fuck up, and eat your dinner. I know my parenting style may be a bit crass compared to other people's, but this ain't the freaking Cosby show over here in the Powell household. You, you hand-feed your kid because he refuses to take his hand off the controller for such long periods of time. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You got some options. Like I said, let him pass out from dehydration and hunger. Take the game outside, destroy it. Get him an IV. He'll be fine. He'll snap out of it. Walk up while he's playing the game, disconnect it, take it outside, pulverize it, come back in, and have the conversation with him without having to IV the kid. Or, you know, if you feel like it, Walk up behind him and just whack him upside the head with a scoop shovel. Now, I'm joking about that last one. Obviously, don't do that. But that shit's not happening. Period. And I hope everybody that's a fan of this show and digs where I come from in life uh, agrees with that philosophy. I, I truly do. No, you are not just going to, oh, I'm going to play this video game for 48 straight hours. I need you to feed me. Fuck you. And I am not above saying, fuck you, to a kid. Absolutely. All right, so let me just switch gears real quickly, because I want to move from 
from rage stories to, uh, ew, did that really happen story. Um, I did a story, was it last week? I believe it was last week, in which I talked about a, a gentleman who had got a uh, jalapeno seed stuck in the hole of his privates after having uh, a certain type of sexual intercourse with a stripper who ate a certain kind of, of food that was jalapeno seed laden. And I thought to myself, man, you know what? No, nothing, nothing stuck in me. I don't want anything stuck in me. And not just that particular area, anywhere. I don't want something stuck under my fingernail. I don't want something stuck in my ass. I don't want anything stuck in me. Stuck in my nose, my ear. No. And then I read this story this week, and I was like, I have to amend that statement. Not only do I not want anything stuck in me, I can't get out. I need doctor's help to get it out. I don't want anything foreign growing in me either. There is a story about a woman who had, uh, you guys have to go look this up. She had eye irritation. She couldn't figure out what was wrong. And she went to the doctor, and upon examination, she had tiny bees living in her tear ducts. They were sustaining life off of her tears. And, like, the skin just crawled over my whole body. I thought it was bad enough thinking about having a foreign object just stuck in your, you know, like like the guy that had this jalapeno seed stuck in his dick. And then, now, take it a step further, now you got something living in you. And I know there's women out there that are like, hey, asshole, I had something living in me for nine months. Different situation, you know what I'm saying. You know, kind of like on, you know, when the alien latches onto your arm for 15 seconds and after it pulls away, it's already laid three eggs. No. And no to the bees in the eye. I feel your pain, lady. Ugh. Bees living in your tear ducts. <sighs> No, nothing, nothing gross like that in me. I, I, I'm no. Nothing in me and nothing on me. I got to draw a line somewhere. Don't. I don't want anything growing in me, and I don't want anything gross on me. And that includes, for the purposes of our next story, urine. And no, I'm not talking about somebody getting pissed on in a sexual fashion. I'm talking about somebody having urine squirted on them. It's a guy, 71-year-old Joel Benjamin of Gulfport, Florida. And here's the part of the show every week when I have to say, Florida, because Florida's the gift that keeps on giving. Gulfport, Florida, 71-year-old Joel Benjamin was pissed that dogs kept pissing on his lawn. So the dude gets himself a squirt gun and loads it up with his own urine and begins squirting people walking by his lawn, his yard, his house. Hey, gross. Ooh, stop. Uh, B, dude, eat a Snickers, okay? Calm the fuck down. 
C, I couldn't help. I know, listen, we all think of things. You hear a story and everybody has an initial thought, okay? And my initial thought was, God damn, that's gross. Dude, you're squirting piss on people. Knock that shit off. And almost instantly, my brain went to this weird, weird place. And I thought, you know, I've filled up a million squirt guns in my time. And every single time, every single one of them, I spilled the water as I was filling it. How did you fill it, dude? Did you come up with some ingenious funneling system? And unfortunately, I couldn't find what kind of squirt gun it was. I found the details that it was a squirt gun and he was squirting people. Uh, the names of a couple of people that he squirted that filed complaints. But I couldn't tell if it was like one of those super... I know, weird, weirdest place to go with for the mind. But I was like, well, it had to be like one of those super soakers with the big tubes where you could just unscrew it and then piss right into it. Because if it's one of those little holes, you're going to piss and it's just going to be piss all over your hand. There's going to be piss on your floor. There's going to be piss running everywhere. Well, okay, well then maybe he, just, he like did like... He got ingenious, and he, and, he, and he like took like a small kitchen funnel, and, he, and he, he put that into like a McDonald's straw, and then on the other end, he cut the straw. And he put, Listen, of all the things in this story, all I want to know is, dude, how did you get the piss into the water bottle? Because that is some skill right there. You're still a sick fuck for squirting people with piss. And I get it, you don't want the dogs pissing on your lawn, but you know, calm down, it's dog piss. You're out here squirting your own piss onto people with a water bottle. Clearly you have issues. And obviously, as we say every week, thank you, Florida. Because, you know, go back and look at my... I've been doing this podcast for over a year. Go back and listen to episodes and tell me how many of them don't have a goddamn Florida story in it. That, that, is, that state is just... A wondrous, wondrous thing. You have great riches. You have you have beautiful beaches, and yet you have the highest concentration of the weirdest son of a bitches I have ever heard of in my entire life. That is that is what happens when you just pour concrete over a swamp, I guess. Just Florida, and they have a two for this week, by the way. I got another Florida story. Um, somebody else had posted this on my timeline. Have you guys seen the Easter Bunny getting into the brawl in Florida? There's like a fight, and then the Easter caught on camera, and then out of nowhere, the Easter Bunny comes in and gets involved. I actually saw two different videos of Easter Bunnies brawling, but the one I saw initially that was posted to my timeline was of, of the Easter Bunny in Florida getting into a brawl. And, and it's just dudes in there in an Easter Bunny costume just throwing hands. I mean, that is just quintessential Florida, man. Now, Philadelphia, let's talk about them real quick in regards to this Florida story, because Philadelphia, you guys may be some bad motherfuckers. You guys pelted Santa Claus with snowballs back in the day, all right? You guys have been known for that level of shit for years, but Florida got you guys beat, man. In Florida, the Easter Bunny is throwing hands back at you. Pelt the Easter Bunny with snow, snowballs in Philly and see what happens. He ain't going to come out and throw. He's going to run. Not in Florida. They're out there throwing hands and squirting people with piss. Ah, I love it. I absolutely love it. 
Now, a story came up this week, and it's it's about infertility, so to speak. It's about low sperm count, is really what it's about. Uh, and you know, I, I see all these stories that I've already talked about this week, and I'm like, just the dregs of society, right? Just if we had population control, these would be the first people to go. But for those of you who are not like this and are normal and want to procreate and you have a low sperm count, the Polish are here to help you, okay? Polish scientists have discovered, not discovered, but they've created um, a cooler for your nads to help with your low sperm count. The, uh, the product is called the Coolmen, C-O-O-L-M-E-N. And it is literally a portable cooler for your nads. Try, like I said, they're trying to combat the low sperm count. And uh, so it's, it's a cooler that you hook up. And they're saying that you should wear this thing for 12 to 16 hours a day for a month straight. By the way, this thing costs about three to four hundred dollars. Twelve to sixteen hours a day for a month straight, and so it's hooked up to your NADs, and it is then hooked up to a battery. I, I guess there's a battery pack. Now, I understand that low sperm count people are trying to get pregnant. I'm not trying to make light of that. I do sympathize with you. My wife and I had our issues as well. However, this particular story made me made me giggle. I I don't know low sperm count or not trying to get pregnant or not. I understand what like I said. I understand it's a serious issue, so don't start writing me emails. I'm having a little fun with this story. I don't know that I could wear anything on my nuts for twelve to sixteen hours a day. That's got to be uncomfortable at best. I mean, how do you, what do you do for a living that you can wear? I know in landscape, I couldn't do that. Hop on the mower, off the mower, on the mower, off the mower, digging holes, digging holes, wheelbarrow, wheelbarrow, with, with a cooler on my sack? I don't know. That would have to be probably be an overnight thing, and I don't know that even overnight is going to work out for me. You're talking about having something hooked up to your nutsack for, for 16 hours. And we haven't even touched on the fact that you're hooking something up to your sack, and then you're hooking that thing up to a battery pack. That's getting close to home. Okay? That is getting... I'm just saying, as with all medical stuff, maybe you go work the kinks out a little bit before I hook anything up to my sack that's hooked up to a power source. That is just, uh, you know, when the comet flies too close to the earth and all the machines come to life and begin to take over humanity, that is now a machine that's hooked up to your sack. That means your sack is the first thing to get... Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I'll just, I'll tell you what. I'll take a frozen bag of peas and an ace bandage and I'll make something, I'll MacGyver some shit up in here. We're old school. We can take care of it. I, I can't imagine at any point in my life, no matter what's going on in my life, I can't imagine that I would ever hook my sack up 
to anything that's hooked up to a power source. That, that's as close as hooking yourself up to a, hooking your own nuts up to a car battery. I, th- no, no. Just I, I know. Look, like I said, I know it's 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 a sensitive subject. Trying to get pregnant, I'm not trying to piss on anybody's. We, we had our own issues. Just having some fun with this particular story. So don't go nuts with the with with the. Uh, I know people are tr- out there trying to have babies. I, I hope you have one. I truly, truly do. And speaking of babies, uh, one thing I saw this week was how Korea determines your age. Just really, really weird. So in Korea, you're you're considered one year old the day of your birth. So you're born one year old. And then when the next calendar year flips, so when New Year comes, you turn two. No shit, look it up. I'm not making it up. So if you're born on January 31st, or I mean, December 31st. You're one the day you're born, and the next day, the, the government of Korea views you as two years old. The next day. It's not a, a, a huge story that I, I, I felt I needed to discuss. I just, I thought it was interesting enough to... To, to bring it up and say, why? That doesn't... It's just so weird. You know, it, it's weird that you're born at one. So, Korea needs to get their shit together because there are people that are... They, they literally list people in Korea. So I saw that when I saw this story, I went and I looked this up. So, you're listed in Korea as what Korea says your age is, but then what your age really is. Which is just absolutely bizarre to me. So you're li- so if you were born on December 31st, you're one the day you were born, the next day you're two years old. So when eventually, when you get to be 20, Korean age, the way you're listed is, you know, Tom Powell, 20, parentheses, 18 because 18 is my actual age it just i wanted to mention it because it just it was weird it was just you know maybe korea might want to think about fixing that because that is just funky 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 ass weird but uh not as weird as my last story here i'm going to do one more story here forgive me for having a podcast full of rant but uh, the last story is probably, to me, the weirdest of them all. Let me, let me think about it here. So we got bees and eyes. It's pretty weird. Squirting piss on people. That's weird. Money grubbing whore. That's weird. $425 dirty jeans. That's weird. No, this one's the weirdest one. So I, I put it in, a, in an appropriate spot. Um, everybody has their own sexual fetishes, fetishes, fantasies. Everybody has what they like. And whatever you like is what you like. Everybody's free to do 
what they want to do. And, and we're free to say it's weird, just like you're free to say something that I like is weird. Although I don't think I like anything too weird. One of the, one of the things that's taken off in recent years, it's been around for a, a while, but in recent years it's really taken off, is uh, like sex robots and sex dolls and sex fetish, thing, you know, shit like that. And to me, it's weird enough the notion of having sex with a mannequin or a doll or a, a robot. But the newest sex toy that's out is even weirder to me. Uh, there's a company called Silicon Wives or Silicone Wives. They make silicon-based sex toys, including silicon-based sex robots and mannequins and whatnot. They have a new toy that's $200, and it's a, it's a silicone foot for people with foot fetishes. So the toes are rubbery, and they, they, they bounce back and forth, and you, you know, twist them back and forth like a toe would be. Um, and it's made out of silicon, and so it's meant to feel and look like a foot. And, and then it goes up the ankle, so it, it would be just a little bit above the ankle, so there's just like a little, not just a short little stub, but like you know, a couple of inches, a few inches above the ankle, and then it's like a stub. So like if you had a, a, a stub of a, of a foot, which is weird, right? I mean, when you think about it, it's like, okay, even if you are into foot fetish, that's, that's like a corpse's foot. It's weird. Uh, and, and people, I guess, like to suck on the toes and fuck the toes and and what and rub their foot on the bo- their their dick on the bottom of the foot whatever whatever foot fetish you're into okay okay but it has a built-in vagina and so when i read the story i was like it's got it it's got a built-in vagina where where where's is it on the bottom of the foot? So, like, you open up, like, the sole of the foot. It's in the stump. It's, when you look down at the top of the stump, there's a, a vagine. And it's shaped like a vagine. And it's got a little, it, it's in the stump. That, okay, it's, it is, Weird enough to think about rubbing your dick through the, the the toes of a latex foot. That's not okay. You, that's no longer a foot fetish. You are now into amputee fetish because you're literally screwing a foot stump. I. I'm at a loss. I'm at an absolute loss. Who the hell... Where was the demand that the creator of this, Silicone Wives, said, and then put a vagina in the stump? Nobody in that meeting looked around and said, I'm sorry, did you say you want a vajayjay in the stump? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want it in the stump. So, so if I'm looking at the top, the bloodied cut off stump it's now going to be a pink 
cut off stump with vagina lips and a hole. Yeah, like a fleshlight with a foot on the end of it. You morbid motherfuckers. Are you kidding me? People are out there screwing foot stumps. Oh, my goodness. My goodness, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. When I read that story, I... Well, first thing that came to mind before I found out that the vagine was in the stump, the first thing that came to mind was everybody that I know in in my orbit that is just grossed out by feet. And now I'm not one of those people that's grossed out by feet. I don't. I'm not a foot sucker. I'm not sucking on toes. Uh-uh. But like, there are people that are so grossed out by feet that they wouldn't even give a foot massage. And I'm not. You know, I've got no problem with a foot massage or anything like that. I'm not. You can put your feet on my back. You know. But there are some people in the family that are like, no, no. Uh, my sister-in-law Lisa's one. So I happened to, by the way, I happened to bring this up at Easter. Now, my apologies that there were a couple of kids in the room at the time, but <laughs> I says to, I said to my, so I says to my sister-in-law, I says, hey, uh, Lisa, I, I saw a story this week that I'm going to actually talk about in the podcast that made me think about you. And it didn't really come out the right way because the reason why I thought about my sister-in-law was not because it was a sex toy. I thought about my sister-in-law because she's grossed out by feet. And I almost was like, I'm going to buy you this foot sex toy just so that you're grossed out by the foot sex, you know, sitting in your closet. I'm going to buy you a foot. So I bring this up to her at Easter, and like everybody was like, immediately were like, first and foremost, it was like, hey, you're talking about a sex toy with kids in the room. All right, my bad. But then they were like, why are you thinking about your sister-in-law with a sex toy? No, it's because it's a foot. You know, had I thought about that, I'd just gotten like a mannequin and cut a foot off and sent it to her house. She'd have been freaked out by it. But, you know, I saw the, the, the story about the foot, and I was like, yeah, I know a lot of people that are freaked out by foots to begin with, just grossed out by them in general. Now, to have them thinking that there's some guy or woman in their apartment right now sucking on a latex rubber foot with a vagine in the stump. And, like, I cannot stress this strongly enough. Define it for what it is. It is not a foot fetish anymore. It is now an amputee fetish. You're screwing a stump. It's just like the weirdest thing ever to me. Just the weirdest thing ever. I apologize to my sister-in-law for dragging her into the weird-ass sexual realm of stump and foot fetishes. It was just like... You know, I don't know... I don't know this for a fact. I don't know this for a fact, but I'm pretty sure that it's true. Uh, I, I... I'm pretty sure that my sister-in-law gets out of the shower with shower shoes on so that she doesn't put her bare foot on the, on the bath mat. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet against it, is my point. <laughs> That's how grossed out she is by feet. You know, to, the, the thought of somebody just sitting there sucking on a toe, or, and, and a latex toe, and one that you've probably used. Ugh. Oh, God, people, people. I'm sorry for ranting for an hour, okay? But 
if you take one thing away from this entire episode, it's that we have got to stop being stupid as a society. It's just, it is just, just, we're fucking stumps and we're hooking kids up to leashes and we're spending four bills on jeans that already look like they're dirty. We're squirting people with piss. What the hell is going on? Unbelievable. Now, I get, I get it. I've had a week. I've had a, I've had a monstrous week. So I'm ranting a bit. But good God, get it together. Please, for the love of Pete. All right, I, I'll be in a happier mood next week. Next week will be the, if I understand my math correctly, next week is the last episode before my 20th wedding anniversary. 20 years, guys. I mean, in a, in a couple of weeks be doing 20-year wedding anniversary. It is uh, astonishing. And you want to know why we made it 20 years? I just, sorry, this just made me think about it. We made it 20 years because we both agree that we didn't want to hook our kids up to a leash and uh, I, I never wanted to fuck her foot. You know what I mean? I mean, just, that's how you make it 20 years. Stop doing stupid stuff. We're going to do a 20th wedding anniversary episode next week. And we're going to begin to uh, have possibly some stories from the softball and baseball field for you in the coming weeks as we matriculate our way through the summer sports season on our way to our annual trip to Holiday World. So uh, let the summer begin. It's here. I mean, May 1st, next Wednesday. Lap it up. We got a month till the pool opens. A month. That's it. It's all over. So thank you guys for listening. Tell your friends about the episode. Go back and listen to some of my old episodes. That's all I got for you this week. Like I said, it was a rant fest. Sorry. Uh, Good luck to my daughter in Springfield. Uh, Tomorrow is supposed to be opening day for my son's Little League Baseball, but uh, 47 and 100% chance of rain. It might not happen. We'll see. Uh, So as always, thanks for listening. Stay grateful. Now enjoy a little bit of the Friday song.